This is the FM Gold Channel of All India Radio. In the program Spotlight, we now bring you an interview with Vice Chairman Niti Aayog, Rajiv Kumar. The interviewer is Santosh Tiwari, journalist. So to begin with, the survey focuses on wealth creation. Don't you think that is the need of the hour? Because when you have to move to dollar five trillion economy quickly, then obviously wealth creation has to come to the center stage. This almost goes without saying. This should be, this must be the central point, the focus, and perhaps the only focus for economic policy making in the country today. I think the survey does very well to point this out, to give it the due prominence, and in that sense, it follows the prime minister's lead, which he gave on the 15th of August during his speech, by saying that we must respect the wealth creators, we must have the highest regard for them, and do whatever is possible to help them, to promote them. and to sustain them in the sky because without the private investors active and uh, extraordinary participation we will never achieve this target of the 5 trillion dollar economy as far as projection is concerned the survey has projected a gdp growth of 6 to 6.5% so from here h1 growth rate is around 4.8% as you know so from here 6 to 6.5% growth rate investment revival is a must and for that also again wealth creation plus some government measures which pushes the whole thing in the short and medium term also and in the longer term also is required how do you see the survey doing this particular thing no the survey does well to talk about one reducing government intervention in several sectors across the economy because once you reduce the government intervention you actually reduce the regulatory cholesterol and when you do that then you give more space and greater promise to the private sector Uh, the second thing that the survey does talk about is also bringing about greater predictability in the government policies, which also come, by the way, from withdrawing government from several sectors because then the market has its play and therefore the investor can foresee what is in store. So that's the second way to do it. The third survey talks about is to rely much more on the market, and it says talks there's a chapter which is titled the Invisible Hand and it's working and shows quite clearly. that the sectors in which the market has been allowed to have its way that the market's forces have been allowed to play out and they have prospered much more and have attracted far more investment both foreign and domestic than those sectors which have been heavily intervened by the government for example the agro processing sector and i think finally the survey also does very well to talk about creating a trust between the private sector and the government i think that's the key i've been saying this for a very long time and i feel very glad and i feel very But in some sense, gratified that the sector, that the survey has taken this up, because that's something which we must get to be able to make ourselves globally competitive. Because if we don't, we don't get that trust, then we keep working at cost purposes, and that does not make for a rapid rising, for a growing economy which we need today. In terms of ease of doing business, also survey has stressed on several factors. If you want to go really below 50 in the ease of doing business ranking of world bank or even to 25 which we are talking about cost of doing business is one big area where the government and the country needs to focus rbi has reduced rates but in terms of power cost in terms of also another cost like regulatory cost and all still steps are required how do you see that again i think the survey should be complemented it makes no bones about the fact that there is over regulation and the cost are very high it gives the example that if you want to open a restaurant in delhi you have to have 43 clearances and if you want to have another business you need to have 16 clearances if you want to run a school 
in some of the states you have to have as many as 37 clearances so all these means cost and i think that needs to be reduced the more important thing here also is that some of the infrastructure weaknesses that we have as are ultimately borne by the investor and that raises its cost and makes the investor and his product globally uncompetitive now i think this is where again the system of cost subsidies where the industry has to bear the burden cost subsidizing the domestic consumer the household consumer i think we need to review that very significantly across sector whether it's in power or in railways or it's in otherwise and the survey does point towards those things so i think the reducing costs across the board is the key and here again the other fact is that the cost of capital in our country it still remains very high the real the real rate of interest remains very high and therefore that needs to be tackled as well and i think the survey touches upon all of these spheres all of these aspects in trying to make our industry globally competitive one last thing about the ease of doing business which is that yes it's important to come down below 50 in the pan india ranking and which has been our target more important perhaps is that there is greater ease of business at the state levels that's where the rubber meets the road and that's where a lot of very detailed municipal state level all those things regulations come into play and i think this is where we will do very well to get our states to compete with each other in the ease of doing business climate based on the investor's perception you now they should ask the investor as to what is the state of the environment and then a competition between the states would do very well another important area sir is exports if you want to become a dollar 5 trillion economy projection is that exports should contribute at least dollar 1 trillion so survey focuses on that and it talks about getting into global value chain getting into the product mix where you are competitive but the competitiveness is one big area as you indicated also so how to get into that dollar 1 trillion exports mode because that is more than doubling the current one this is more than tripling we kind of remain stuck at 300 billion dollars and that just won't do because as you know china exports about a trillion and a half 1.5 mm-hmm. trillion dollars mm-hmm. at 1 trillion dollar exports of 5 trillion we're still talking about an export to gdp ratio of 20% this is nowhere high i think is a very reasonable mm-hmm. ratio to take i mean mm-hmm. there are economies you know which have taken this ratio up to 35 40% mm-hmm. like the koreas and so on the taiwan so now but to triple our export is uh, not an easy task and therefore one of the thing that the survey also i think suggests is that we need to become more focused on some sectors rather than spread ourselves very thinly across the board and this is what is happening today and i think we need to identify the commerce ministry has done some of that they have identified 13 champion sectors in the services i think that can be further reduced to make it to half a dozen you have to similarly identify more labor intensive manufacturing sectors whether these be gems or jewelry or leather or footwear or garments etc and make sure that you spend additional public expenditure on the infrastructure needed for these exports so whatever those that be and i think that is where the infrastructure and logistics and the clearances that you want for the export sector must be improved if you want to get into this finally just one thing we should it's not good to take the excuse that the world trading environment is not good for us because our share in the world trade is very minimal 1.67% and i think that can be really ramped up it can be more than double or triple and it exports offer the best opportunity for india to take it to a 5 trillion dollar target 
another very significant point where you have also talked about is that of fiscal deficit. So, if you have to reach to 6 or 6.5% growth rate next year and then go beyond 7 year after or probably next year, then there is a need for infusing government money into the system, into the economy, so that at least the demand and the consumption could be boosted. And then at some point of time, capacity utilization of the industry goes beyond 75% and reaches around 80% and the investment cycle can be revived. So when the budget is near, like tomorrow we'll have budget, how do you see this projection of economic survey regarding fiscal deficit? First thing, one, I support the economic survey. And I think what you should be doing is to take advantage of the 0.5% clause that you have in the FRBM rule when required. That relaxation clause. That relaxation clause. And I think we should not hesitate to use that because we do need uh, pumping in extra money to shore up the demand, as you mentioned. My own view of this matter is that it is better to raise demand via investment rather than raise demand via consumption directly. Because that, for example, if I was to hand over monies to people through some transfer, I mean that just has one round effect, which is that they can go out and spend that and then that's the end of it. On the other hand, for example, spend those money in improving the real estate sector, in building more houses and getting the housing industry to start firing again. Then this raises demand and income in 200 other sectors. So that therefore is a much better way. But the raising investment has a much bigger multiplier effect than raising consumption. So I think my own vote as it were is to use the extra public expenditure into ramping up as I said export oriented infrastructure and logistics. Two, to shore up the real estate sector so that it starts firing again because it is a huge impetus in the economy. And the third, to build up the energy sector so that this industry doesn't face any energy shortage when it starts you know, picking up. And the role of technology also is quite significant and survey touches on that, especially in banking sector and other sectors, you know. But what is more important is how you capture the potentials in the global economy being thrown up by the new age technology. So survey indicates towards technology use in the economy, but how do you see that from Niti perspective also and bringing in the survey, how important it is for India right now to focus specifically on R&D, new age technology and attuning your whole education system and the job system to this particular area? You know, we in the Aayog have set a huge store with new technology and innovation. We are doing a large number of things in that. For example, one of them is our Atal Innovation Mission, which mm -hmm. is now set up 5,000 Atal Tinkering Labs across all the schools. Just yesterday, we published our paper on blockchain technology. We already published the strategy paper on artificial intelligence. We are constantly talking about new age technologies, which include artificial intelligence, machine learning, Internet of Things and etc. Because the technology, the new technology offers a wonderful way forward to scale up our skilling, our education, to improve our public health delivery systems and also to take care of our security etc. which were not available here. So I think rather than think of new technology as a trade-off between job creation, we should think of new technology as offering us the most amazing opportunity to provide the efficient and low cost but high quality public service to the people, whether it be in public education or public health or on water conservation, etc. And then on the new technology, one big thing is that in the financial sector, which uh, as you know, we opened 370 million accounts in the last five years, 
the fintech now offers the prospect of moving directly not just from currency to card but from currency to the simple digital transaction and that can be a great help in our rural economy which is very decentralized and dispersed where bank branches cannot go and if you can provide a bank account and the means of transaction through a smartphone then everybody can be benefited from it so i think new technology is a great help and we should harness it and certainly not be scared of it you have been studying indian economy and you have been watching indian economy for close for quite some time and from a growth rate now of 4.5% in last two quarters what is your perception how soon we can get into that 6.5% 7% mode why 21 2020 2021 i think we will reach between 6 and 6 and a half as the economic survey says and the year after that we will be in the 7% bracket you know the structural strengths of the indian economy are so good 1.8% rate of growth of labor force 5% rate of growth of investment and a 2% rate of growth improvement in productivity gives you about 8% rate of growth which is your potential rate of growth and i think there is no reason to believe people cassandra like rushir sharma who are telling you that the new normal has to be 5% no the new normal will be has to be and must be as between 7 and 8% because that is what our country requires that's what our young people require that's quite encouraging sir thanks for talking thank you always a pleasure thank you thank you you were listening to an interview with vice chairman niti ayog rajiv kumar the interviewer was santosh tiwari journalist this program was produced and presented by the news services division of all india radio this program is also available on our website newsonair.com you can also follow us on the news on air app for updates you may email your opinion about this program at airnsttalks@gmail.com 